Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, and I have my three co-hosts. We have Rob. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Uh, You can catch me on Twitter at blue underscore wind 76. Uh, Pretty excited about this week. I managed to get a tasty hung jury adept with Firefly. So uh, taking that into some, some raids and having fun with that. Sweet. We got Robbie. Hey, everyone. Uh, you can find me at RNDM Racing on Twitter. And this week, I've actually been grinding some of those moon repeatable quests, getting ready for the new drop uh, coming back, the loot from the moon and the Dreaming City. So hopefully I'll be able to cash those in come Tuesday and get some guns that are in Sunset. Yeah, I'm super excited about that, too. And nice. Will. Hi, my name is Will. You can find me on Twitter. I'm underscore Will with the Y. And I spent most of my time in Iron Banner and GM Nightfalls. Sweet. So to, pre- to preview our topics for today, we're going to hit the state of the sandbox as a whole. We're going to talk about that, PvE, PvP, including the new updates in the TWAB, which is, of course, a super big TWAB. Uh, we're going to talk the limited time nature that seasonal events have and our opinions on that whole situation. And then we'll talk our opinions on the Coria fight and the season pass and season pass expectations um so for our first topic we have a guest on our very first guest so dread if you'd like introduce yourself yeah uh so my handle's dreadbane xix you can find me on playstation uh i'm in a clan with scotty and so um hopped on after the first episode as a test guest uh so i started playing destiny back in year one um and or destiny one uh, hopped off and on as uh, professional life has um, picked up pace and slowed down. Um, but I'm back in it again, and I am a big fan of Gambit. So uh, I would love to talk about Gambit or play. So hit me up if you want. Sweet, nice. sweet. Unpopular opinion. I'd, I'd <laughs> hey, I, I, to be fair, I like Gambit. I really, really want to like Gambit a lot more. But I think it's an awesome game type that just needs some love. That's all. Yeah, it just needs yep. it needs updates. It needs just some love, but it is it is it it screams the uniqueness that is destiny, and and certainly yeah, it cries out for for some love. Mm-hmm. So our first topic here, we're talking the sandbox updates. Obviously, I'm sure everyone has some very interesting thoughts on this. So just uh, this past Thursday, they made a bunch of big changes. Um, sniper rifles are. Oh wait, did, was there even any? Changes to sniper rifles. Oh, no, I, think, I think they're shot. leaving them alone. <laughs> which is good. Um, I don't think they need to be changed. Sleepers getting a buff, which I'm very excited about, finally, because it didn't get its proper buff when the linear fusion buff came around. Um, so, Rob, why don't you... Do you have any thoughts on the TWAB? What's your initial reaction? Um, I think overall... Like the the data speaks for itself, and this is you know people were talking for a very long time the 120 hand cannons, uh, aggressive frame shotguns, and DMT all needed to at least be addressed in some capacity. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by some of the other like kind of more minute changes that they made, specifically the like rampage on a 120 doesn't two tap anymore with two precision hits. Um, kind of interesting decisions that they made like that, which I think will actually go a lot longer and further, uh, per se, than just like 
just a flat like, oh, we're just dropping the range or aim assist on it, you know. So I mean, I'm intrigued to see that they're actually doing like, I would say a little more like heavy handed, but also like intricate changes to the the sandbox in that capacity. Um, I, you know, I, I I think it's long overdue, but at the same time, I'm always intrigued to see how when because this seems pretty drastic too. like it's not like, oh, we're adjusting one or two things like. No, I think this will this will gut shotguns in a pretty substantial way and 120s. So I'm intrigued to see like starting to uh, on Tuesday, kind of what what pops its head up as being more viable, uh, and what starts kind of being brought into the sandbox a little bit more as a result of these. So it, that's always kind of my favorite part of like when a huge patch like this comes out. It's like okay, what gets kind of dropped by the wayside, and then what really shines uh, and ends up being a lot of fun to use for a while until there's kind of the next rotation and cycle. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. Are very healthy. Exactly. Yeah, as you put it, yeah, shakeups. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's good for the the state of the game. It's good for us as players, just exploring old yeah. weapons. I'm just I'm really excited to have Sleeper back. I just I yeah. love the look of that gun. I've always loved it since it came out. It's, I'm I'm very excited to use it again. So I have a quick question. Um, catalyst for Sleeper. Asking for a friend who doesn't have the catalyst. Where would <laughs> one get that? I want to say you can get it. So I got it relatively recently. I mean, I got it like after it was became available, um, you know, post the the vault event. Uh, I want to say it drops from Nightfalls, but I will confirm that. I think it's a it Nightfall drop as well. Night, well, it drops from Nightfalls or Strikes or anything, really. I got it from the kiosk, and then basically the first Nightfall I played after it just gave me the catalyst straight away. Okay. So, so it's kind of like a Deathbringer situation where it just kind of drops from like the first thing you do. Yeah, pretty much. I still don't have it. I haven't. It hasn't dropped for me, but it is a random drop, I believe. Will, do you have any thoughts on the TWAB updates from a PvP perspective? Oh boy, do I! Yeah. Um, the one twenty change is good because one twenties are so oppressive right now. They're the ease of use is pretty high and i mean like on paper they're not you know if you miss one shot there's like a two second time to kill and if you hit all three crits then they're like a 1.5 second so it's not like the tdk is overwhelming i just think the range and then also shooting with like another 120 user is a little bit oppressive when you're trying to move around the map um so the 120 change is good um that's what i'm excited about the shotgun change however is not my favorite um the the um what was I gonna say um the pellet spread on shotguns I don't think the cone accuracy is gonna be that noticeable but the only thing I'm frustrated about is like shotguns are already super inconsistent like you can slide into somebody and shove the, you know your barrel down their throat and it doesn't you know you'll even one shot or they'll one shot you from you know ten meters away with some lightweight frame so I would like to see a little bit more consistency on shotguns um, okay. And a thought I had was like I would have been totally okay if they would have taken shotgun range down by like fifty percent, you know, make it super super close range, but make it so less pellets need to hit for a one hit kill. So mm-hmm. like anything in that range would would be an automatic kill. Um, but but your range is you know you can't just run at somebody and hit them from five ten meters away. Um, so I'm not a big fan of that because I think we'll just see a lot more grenade launchers and fusions, which you know I which is fine I guess if people like that, but it just kind of doesn't make the meta any more different than what it is right now. Another thing is um, 
fell winters is going to be, you know, even more restrictive now because you have to use it because it has shot package. So like, there's really no other reason to use any other kind of shotgun because no other shotgun can have shot package. So if you're not using fell winters on an aggressive frame, then you're kind of, you know, not competing at the best level. And you probably, your RNG will just be worse too, since the cone angle is also getting adjusted. Okay. So those are my thoughts, but we'll have to see As... how it plays out again. Like, I don't, I don't want to be too sure. aggressive on saying this, these changes aren't good, but looking at these i don't think they're fixing core issues i think they're fixing symptoms right now sure sure yeah that, that, that's your gut reaction nothing wrong with that um as a non-pvp person i thought it was interesting that they said uh slug shotguns are unaffected by this change how what are your thoughts on that how prevalent are are slug shotguns um, should they be changed i would say go out and get the duality catalyst catalyst and start doing it now <laughs> because it is disgusting how far you can hit people from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course they hit your crit but I, I like slug shotguns. I just think they have a little bit too much like aim assists and like, you know, um, whatever the um, in-game mechanic is that pulls your reticle towards somebody's head. Because I've, I've been hit with some like chaperone shots. That's kind of like, well, you know, I don't know about that one. And mm-hmm. I think also you're going to have to decrease the body shot um, damage that a slug shotgun can do. Because if you just run around and double body people with the fast firing, I mean, chaperone fires pretty quickly for a shotgun so i think that will definitely have to be changed um but slugs as a whole i don't think are an issue um because you have to hit a crit you know unless you have some kind of you know body shot buff but i think i'm okay mm-hmm. with it for now and again i'll have to play it to get more of a feel for how it's gonna be but yeah we'll see cool cool dread do you have any um gut reactions to the twab at all anything that stood out to you in particular yeah, so the um, shotgun changes were kind of interesting. Um, I've been trying to understand uh, exactly what they're doing to the shotguns because of them like nerfing the range a little bit, but then also making the two-hit range more. I was a little confused by that. So now I'm expecting to get hit out from <laughs> 10 feet with two blasts from a shotgun. Well, yeah, so it kind of looks like that, but you got to... like. Um, shotgun pellet spread is completely just RNG and they're increasing the cone. So your cone is like how far your pellets can go out from your barrel and spread out. So they're making that cone degree a little bit more than what it is now. So I think shotguns are going to be, I mean, you have to be right in somebody's face or you have to get super lucky with your pellet spread in order to get that super long one hit kill, unless you're using a slug, of course, but that's how I took it. So it's the um, the pellets will go further, but because they're spread out more, you're less likely to do it. Correct. Yeah. And like that's what I'm saying. Felwinters, is it, you're going to have to use it if you want to use a you know good shotgun because of that shot package perk. I think they, at this point, either get rid of the shot package perk or give us more stuff with shot package because it'll just be... I mean, you're just restricting people to Felwinters now. So I don't know. Not a fan of that, but... Yeah, otherwise, um, I'm excited that they're taking out the two tap for 120 hand cannons because that's that really wrecks me in pvp i'm an average pvp player and going up against that is takes a lot of the fun out of the game yeah yeah um reservoir burst i'm looking at the twab right now uh apparently reservoir burst is getting a buff um i just reading right now it says it says we've seen the complaints that detonation on kills doesn't feel that reliable or impactful so this has been updated with the same consistency and speed fixes dragonfly 
I didn't know people were complaining about Reservoir Burst. I always thought it was was cool. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a little compared to how um, God, what was the fusion rifle that we had back in uh, that the original Pinnacle? Main uh, ingredient. Loaded, Ma- question. Loaded, oh, question. loaded question. Yeah, I mean, loaded question was like felt really good. Um, yeah. And and because I want I want to say when the season came out, they they took a hit to Reservoir Burst a little bit. And I think maybe they they went a little too far with it um, where, yeah, there's kind of a weird delay. And like I like to use it in Gambit a lot with like my plug one or no composure. And there's times where it's like you kind of feel like you're lining up a good shot where there's like a cluster of enemies and just like it barely hits any of them or you don't get that that kind of chain reaction event. And it's like kind of a bummer. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see that. And I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest. Anytime that fusion rifles see love, like I'm stoked about it. So I'm I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So does the seasonal mod um, help out with the reservoir burst, or does it work with the perk when the when it gives you increased like um, explosions or whatever? I forget what it's called. No, it doesn't work. That's I think one of the reasons why they're doing this because it happened the same with with Firefly. The Dragonfly spec doesn't work with Firefly right. because yes. they basically came out and said that it already kind of has it on, right. so it doesn't need it. And it's the same with Reservoir Burst. You have the perk there, but it's not affected by the by the mod, so you can't actually try to let's say fix it yourself right. by applying that mod. Yeah, so Ener- energy accelerant, by the way, is the mod that we're we're discussing. So that's it's. So I'm looking at it right now. It's a dragonfly chain reaction and firefly explosions deal more damage. So yeah, and the reservoir burst is not part of that. Although it does affect the uh, crown splitter sword for titans for some reason. But hmm. that's so weird. Yeah, I think the fusion is really cool. Like it's a super unique um, fusion right now. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the plug one. I'll have to get that and play around with that. But I like the season fusion rifle. It's just not very good, unfortunately. So, so go for oh, it. go ahead. I was gonna say, well, interestingly enough, uh, I know people that are using null composure against Atheon in Vault of Glass because, as it turns out, it's kind of beastly for DPS. Uh, you take Reservoir Burst off and you put high impact reserves on, but I think it's I I'm I'm excited to see like fusion rifles being used in PVE. Um, I still don't understand why we've never gotten a fusion rifle with chain reaction like that. That kind of seems like a mini. Uh, reservoir burst uh and like it just seems like there's certain per- perks that would be so obvious to implement with with fusion rifles that have never gotten it and um but yeah no no composure is awesome uh i think it's kind of fun it's a bummer that it's such a, a low impact high fire rate fusion rifle but that actually seems to work in a positive way especially for boss dps like atheon so uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool they're getting some love like i said anytime that happens with fusion rifles i'm stoked mm-hmm so I've got a question for everyone. We'll start with Robbie. Um, what's one question or what's one gun right now in the PVE sandbox that you feel kind of stands out to you? What's one that you've been having fun with? I think this past two GMs, it has to be Witherhort. It's been oh, yeah. shining and overshining Anarchy, which is like a good thing. I think a lot of people have been moving away from Anarchy for these ones, which kind of you know, made me realize, yeah, the nerf, I guess everybody saw it coming and it was probably going to come at some point. And we still don't know what it's going to be. But I think the fact that, you know, we're trying to use this other 
grenade launchers. Like a lot of people have been using ignition code with blinding grenades just because it's on the kinetic and that's like a pretty good thing. Because you can still mm -hmm. break shields with another weapon. So I think, yeah, I think I've been moving away from anarchy and trying out other grenade launchers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I like the uh the truth teller that Banshee was selling not too long ago. Um blinding grenades, auto loading, and disruption break, which I think is well, that's perfect. more of a PvP role. Really? Say. You think no, so? that's a P that's a PvE role. That's yeah. not a PvP role. <laughs> I've been liking it in PvE because blinding grenades are kind of insane and disruption break is nice because you blind them and break the shields and then finish them off with the kinetic. Right. And then it reloads while you have it altered. I think it's Oh, it feels it, bad. It's a master work, though. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I hope they change that in the future. I hope they go back on the guns that don't have masterworks too, because it'd be really shitty if you they know won't. patch they're comes out. They that they they will add masterwork to the next ones they're gonna keep selling, but the ones that came out without it, they're not gonna get one. Really? It's already been told. Yeah. I didn't see that. Shoot. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Speaking That's of, didn't they didn't they also say in the TWAB uh, that? Um, exotics that don't have catalysts they're looking at finally giving them the kill tracker and like orb generation abilities finally well that would uh, be nice yeah so yeah there's a line that says at the risk of being vague we also have a long-term plan to address the issue of exotic orb generation and kill trackers without making a catalyst for every exotic in the game which is something that people have been asking for right it's like i want i want to know how many pvp kills i'm getting with bastion uh but you know it's kind of a bummer and i know like some people love Cloud Strike, like it's like their favorite sniper, and there's no kill counter on it, and that kind of is a bummer. And that's that's a that's a multi kill beast. Uh, so that kind of stuff's kind of awesome too. Like I'm I'm glad that they're doing a lot of these kind of, you know, because we are we are talking about the sandbox in general. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm glad that they're finally starting to do certain things like this, where it's like, yeah, not every exotic needs some like crazy catalyst where it it amplifies its utility in some like constructive way, but just giving it the ability to to generate orbs on double kills and giving kill trackers, I, I think is goes a long way with kind of making the community happy with just certain aspects of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I think I touched on that last episode. Basically, my wish for anarchy was just that. Like, if they, I said, I think if they came out with a catalyst that did nothing but generate orbs, I would be happy. Yeah, and I think that's what we're gonna see. We don't know in which way or another it's gonna get you know a nerf. But just the fact that it might generate orbs, I think that would compensate for a lot of what we, you know, might lose from from a gun like Anarchy. Sure. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jay? What have you been using the last week or couple of weeks? I've been using uh, the False Promises high impact kinetic rifle. Um, I when it originally came out, I wasn't a big fan. I don't really remember why, because now that I'm using it again, it's for a high impact, it's pretty stable, which I'm liking. So I've been using that for the anti-barrier and the GM Nightfalls alongside a blinding grenade launcher. So I feel like every false promises I get has like a really good role. I, really... I was about to say the same thing. They like almost always it's like dynamic sway surrounded or rampage subsistence. And yeah. I haven't given it a shot yet though, because I didn't really use high impact autos, but I'll have to try it out for sure. Mm -hmm. It just has a really good loop pool, I feel like. I will look that up, but but yeah, I like. It. I feel like a lot of the rifles weapons, like Cold Denial, also has a really good loot pool or perk pool. Yeah. And speaking of subsistence, that now that you brought it up and reservoirs, I would like to say that one of the things that for me uh, seemed like 
are going to change things a lot is how they're actually changing perks. Yes. How they change subsistence before to make it usable. Because before, if I got something with subsistence, it was like an instant delete for me with other perks that I don't use, like Pulse Monitor or other ones that now they're addressing. So, for example, Drop Mag is the one that stood out to me a lot. Because it's also one that if I get a really good roll and it has drop mag, I keep it, but I don't really like it. So right. I'm excited to see what the change is going to be to drop mag and hopefully yeah. you know, put it on par with the utility that we got out of subsistence now. So the fact that they're going back and changing these older perks, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Well, and I, I've, yeah. I've, read, I've read people kind of discussing like, hey, you know, obviously new content is always nice, but if they just spent half a season or a season just like fixing a bunch of current existing i would say issues or problems right where there's a bunch of stagnant perks that no one likes and people just immediately dismantle because they're not good uh or you know certain content where it's like hey it could be polished a little bit better like people would people would take that and and run with it a lot more than if we just keep getting more and more content where it goes away after a few months it's like do spend a whole season just doing quality of life improvements um, and that see how far that kind of goes with the community. I think people would get pretty pissed off pretty quickly because of how stale that would feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely seeing some some love with. Yeah. So so subsistence. I'm glad that you brought that up because that actually I've always liked subsistence. And in fact, my sort of like during Shadowkeep. Um, like that whole year. I had an Ostringer with a uh, subsistence and demolitionist. And I took that thing into like all content that I did. Uh, and that was kind of like, I would say like my workhorse for that year. Um, because I, because I had a big enough magazine that subsistence would return multiple rounds to it. And so I thought that that had a lot of great utility. And then if you got low, you just throw a grenade and like your, your mags full again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, I, I do think that it's interesting though, with certain perks like subsistence where some people find a lot of utility in it and others don't. And I think that that's kind of what's neat too, is depending on your play style and how you approach certain activities and, and engage uh, with certain enemies and things like that, how certain perks play with people completely differently. Um, And that's, you know, that's pretty neat too. And if, and maybe that's always been their intent, right? Is you always have a handful of perks or traits that are kind of, right on the edge of either being like really good or really bad, but they have a utility in a very specific setting and environment. So you want to hold on to that weapon for that particular uh, encounter. Like, oh, this is, I, I bring this in all raids or I only use this in PVP. Like Eye of the Storm, how helpful is that in PVE? But in PVP, people absolutely love that perk um, because of what it does. And so um, I think it's it's kind of neat that that we do have that diversity and how people interpret a, a certain perks usability and viability in certain a- activities is kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with the um, like going back and fixing old perks, but I just don't want it to take away from time from them creating um new perks to get you know people away from the typical reload um speed and damage perk. Um, no, that's that's fair. I, I think the like they're they're in a good direction because I think the perks we got this season are super like you know they're super unique and I, you know they they're fun to play around with and they're actually really good too and certain cases but i just don't want that i don't want to shy away to like hey let's go back and fix old stuff instead of creating you know new perks that people want to go out and chase yeah right. um dread uh what's one perk you look for in a weapon when you 
are getting rolls in world drops or whatever? What, what's something that stands out to you when you get a drop? Oh, man. Well, I guess it depends if I'm looking for a PvE or a PvP role. Um, mm-hmm. PvE role, I I really like Subsistence Rampage. It's actually what I have on that False Promises I was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. nice. But it's nice because you get that Rampage stacking up, and then with Subsistence, subsistence you can really just keep pouring out damage without having to reload. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I would assume Subsistence works pretty well on auto rifles. On the gnawing hunger oh, with the rampage, I got like a um, a subsistence rampage on hunger, and I never bothered even to give it a try and tried it out in the GMs, and it was it was doing some work. Cool, cool. I have a subsistence uh, flared magwell dead man's tail, and I like it because one of my problems with dead man's tail was the reload speed on it. it; just took a long time. So it just dead man's tail makes it feels a lot smoother and a lot quicker when you have a quicker reload. Well, I, and I bet that stacks very nice with the um, cranial spike perk as well. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah, you're right. Which is and neat. that's one thing for me that I don't... Well, I guess I also look for different perks for PvE and PvP, obviously. But, for example, one of the reasons I didn't use subsistence before is that I play most of the content I play is high-end content, where subsistence, I felt like it didn't add much to my... You know, utility, especially because I would run out of ammo so quickly and I would need to have a finder for primary ammo at some point in GMs. So, so subsistence for me, subsistence rampage was always a role I can just put on anything and, you know, go on strikes and just destroy. But if I wanted something for grandmasters, I would go for rapid hit, for example, where I'm rewarded by, you know, getting some headshots. I get a faster reload without having to kill anything. Because sometimes even with a whole clip, you can't kill one thing. So for me, one of the perks I look for was if I'm just doing any you know low-level content, I would go for Outlaw. So I get rewarded by getting headshots. And if I go for high-end content, I would go for Rapid Hit. Right. So, Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I, I did the same thing because I put on my um, Subsistence Hung Jury. And it was just like, you know, you're not getting enough kills to really get the full... Um, advantage of that perk and then i put on rapid hit and explosive and that was just a lot better because you're not you don't have to kill something in order for the perk to work you know you get more uptime with your perk usage um with rapid hit so subsistent subsistence and um higher end content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to bring it back to the twab really quick um i think it's interesting they noted the their near future changes which is just stuff they have their eye on um they said grenade launchers um in pvp they thought that might become a frustrating issue uh scout rifles and hand cannons in pve are both getting buffs um and machine guns are also getting buffs in pve so all three of those are very interesting i'm excited for scout rifles getting another buff but (laughs) we will see if that actually changes anything yeah, I hope the I hope the LMG buff is pretty good. Yeah, I got a nice little subsistence firefly roll on my um, fog one, so cool. I don't know. Hopefully, it gets me using something else. Yeah, I miss using uh, machine guns. I feel like I haven't used them since used them in the last like, good one was hammerhead. That was the last good one. We exactly. Had. Yeah, I was gonna say like Black Army was like the last time I felt I legitimately used a machine gun. Well, it just it was like same. A, yeah, go for it. I was gonna say same with hand cannons too. Like kindled orchid was the last time I actually used a hand cannon, like high end content in PVE, because they get oh, yeah. just, they don't feel 
very good. I mean, unless you like, a, I, got, I got a Fate Bringer with Rewind Rounds and Firefly, and that feels extremely good. But even then, like, I'm using it for the perk instead of the actual damage that it puts out, and it's kind of just fun to use. Oh, that's Either, I don't think it's because I use hand cannons for every GM, and I have for you know this season, past season. I'm the guy who you know I I get a bit like, why are you using an SMG on a GM? <laughs> Because I feel like if you're close enough to use an SMG, you're probably close enough to get one shot, you know? Right. And with a hand cannon, it was always for me about, you know, popping shields and having this sustained damage, especially because I guess going from, a, you know, PvP perspective, I don't use 120s for sure. I never use 120s on PvE. They're just too slow. And I think one of the actual uses that, I got for hand cannons in high-end content, it makes you gravitate towards the faster ones. And you don't see them used so often, even in you know regular content, but 180s are amazing in high-end oh, yeah. content. Definitely. I do, I've always liked 180s. That 180 PvP hand cannon can actually get some pretty... Survivors on it too. Epitaph, yeah. It's actually, you can get some nutty yeah, rolls on it. It's amazing. The one yep. from DSC also has a great loot pool. Uh, sorry, perk pool. Is that post yeah, posterity? posterity. Okay. Yeah. Still I, yet uh, to get one. So mad. I have a couple, but they're all terrible. <laughs> and again, I remember uh, talking about drop mag specifically. Last season doing proving grounds, I was in between using an a scout rifle and a hand cannon, you know, for barriers and unstoppables, I guess was at the time. And I was always in between using a solar scout and a hand cannon or a solar hand cannon and a scout. And I tried it both ways when I was trying to get the first clear. I think it took me like eight tries to get my first clear on Proving Grounds. And I ended up using the hand cannon from Garden of Salvation, which is one of the only solar ones we had. And I remember I was streaming and people would, would be like, wow, I've never seen someone use that on, on a Grandmaster. It probably sucks, but no, it, it really carried me through all my clears of that thing. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dread, what are your thoughts on hand cannons in PvE? Do you use them in endgame content at all? Um, not too much. I think that's more just because the other weapon archetypes uh, feel better in PvE and in high-end um, content. Uh, speaking of posterity, though, I, that was one of the first DSC weapons I got, and it had... Um, Thing, redirection on it and surplus and that was that was really fun to use um i used it a lot in gambit so i'm mm-hmm. i'm up there with i like the precision frame hand cannons because uh i can actually land my shots <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's redirection uh that's where um you do damage to ads and it gives you a damage buff against um like mini bosses and stuff Oh, that's cool. Is that a is that exclusive to DSC? Yep. That's neat. That's neat. Um, so I just want to ask Dread, have you been um going into Vogue at all? Or what's your been your experience with uh Vogue so far? I've done it a few times. Uh so when I dropped off Destiny One was before Vogue came out, and so um I didn't get to experience it in Destiny One. And so with clanmates uh, we tried it on opening weekends, and that was god awful <laughs> because of challenge mode. 
Um, but then we gave it another shot later on and it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, the mechanics of it, you, you got to stay on your toes, especially with those oracles and, um, it's yeah it's actually a lot of fun so i'm excited about that mm -hmm. was was i in your group when i ran vlog with you guys i don't remember, I don't remember. There, there we had a few few rotations because we didn't do it all in one session so yeah yeah i was just happy i got to carry the shield <laughs> <laughs> any yep. any good roles you got dread that's you know stood out to you or you want to get some more time with or oh yeah something uh, you're chasing after Praetith's Revenge with Rewind Rounds and Firefly. I love that in PvE. It is so fun to use. Because you get... Think, with yeah. Rewind Rounds, you end up, you know, essentially having a 10-round ma ten mag as long as you're hitting your shots. And then Firefly, you're doing a ton of damage overall. So Yeah, I think Rewind Rounds is such a cool perk. I hope that's, like, one of the extra perks I'd like to see on the time loss weapons, that all of them can just have, like, an extra... Slot for like rewind rounds. Same thing with like adept trials weapons with um celerity and I think it's the GM ones with uh what is it? Bo bottomless, bottomless grief, grief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool perk. Like with um Fatebringer, you can get 25 shots with uh rewind rounds. That's if you crazy. hit all your shots, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. Wow. And I like that it, it rewards you for you know actually landing your shots instead of just um you know, like getting a kill or something. Yeah. Like that. And quick twab thing. I didn't even notice that it was bugged. I don't know if you guys did or not. Yeah. But I didn't even know that it was not working as intended. Yeah. I had a, um, a corrective measures that I like to use. That's uh firefly and rewind rounds. And constantly I do, I'd hit most like almost every bullet and then it just wouldn't refill anything. And it's like, uh, I, I, so like, I, I kind of suspected there was something funky about it or that there was another aspect to it. Like you had to hit with a certain number of bullets in a certain amount of time or something like that. Um, Cause you know, like, especially if you're doing like the opening where you're trying to resurrect the spire and you pull out like a corrective measures to pop like the, the uh, Minotaur shield. And then you go, you know, put on a shotgun or something like that. Or, uh, and so like, you'd think that it would like accumulate those rounds or something like that. Or I don't know. I just assumed that it was bugged in some way because it wouldn't refill a lot of the times when I was using that. Um, so That's it's nice. It's nice to see that they acknowledged that that was a little funky as well. I actually did yeah. notice you had to hit the last shot. And I just yeah. thought that was the way it was. You know, I just accepted it. Like that's the, how the perk works. If you miss your last shot, you kind of, you know, missed out on the, on the re on the rewind wound. But I just thought that was the way it was. And so, yeah, I'm also happy to see that it was a bug. Yeah. I got the uh, rewind rounds on the Praetis with um, Frenzy and High Impact. And that's probably been my boss go-to for the past couple of times I've done VOG. Nice. Just being able to hit those oracles over and get your mag back, it's pretty good. Yeah. So my last question before we move on to the next topic, I'll open this to everyone. With the Dreaming City and Moon weapons coming out, is there any weapon in particular you guys are excited to have back? Because I was a big fan of the Moon weapons. Um, Twilight Oath with Snapshot. Oh, maybe. yeah, you're right. Um, and then the shotgun, too. I might go in there and get a little quick draw, whatever kind of roll you can get on it. Um, mm -hmm. I'll have to take a look on what the perks are, but... I personally didn't think the moon weapons or anything to rave about, but then again, they haven't been in this sandbox for that long, so I'll have to see how they play. True, true. I, I just remember grinding out my when grenade launchers were kind of insane. 
I was grinding out a love and death roll. Um, I think I got like full court and spike grenades or whatever the goggle was yeah. that at that time, which was really good. I liked it a lot, and I like the way they look. Just, yeah, they're pretty. The tranquility's not bad. Either. The sniper and then the pulse would be interesting to have too. Um, oh, the premonition. Pulse already dropping. Yeah, that one's. Oh, is it already? Oh, that's yeah, right. You yeah. get it from the dungeon. You can get it. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Crazy. I forgot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The sniper is. I wouldn't say like good, good, but it's just fun to play. And the sound it makes is sick too. I mean, it has such a satisfying sound when you shoot it. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just want like a gun that's just cool. I mean, that's part of the fun of the game. It, it is, after yeah. all, it's a video game. No, it's just very yeah. true. Like, the horse sounds cool, too, when you shoot that. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, they also did a YouTube video on, I think, the guy who made the sound for it. They did, like, a background on how they came up with the sound and everything. It's pretty interesting. Really? So, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. Like, dude, they have, like, the weirdest. I saw something from a while ago where it was, like, some um, audio dev at Bungie. She was, like, recording sounds her stomach made, and that's what they use for some of the noises in the game. Yeah, was that like in the crazy. Beyond Light Vidoc? I think so. I don't remember. It's been a while. I but... think they they were also using a a breast pump. They were recording. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that was another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I audio engineering and all that stuff is kind of interesting. I I knew a couple people that that would go into that and like you just take your microphone home and record anything that stands out as like oh this could be cool if we you know put a little more echo on it or. You know, like when you hear about how they made the original blaster sounds for like the 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 rifles in like Star Wars, all that all that fun stuff where it's like, wow, I never in a million years would have thought that that's how you derive that sound. And so it's kind of neat when they do discuss that, like, yeah, we put a breast pump up to a microphone and that's the sound for some pulse grenade or something. It's like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. It's yeah, cool. Bungie's like sound um, and like um, sandbox or not sandbox skybox team and their music team has never let us down. Nope. Like they're always top notch every single time they come out with something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Dread, do you have any moon weapons or Dreaming City weapons you're particularly looking forward to come July 6th, I believe it comes out? I think I'm looking forward to the Arc Logic. Um, the, oh, I yes. think that's the auto rifle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I've wanted to use that for a while now, but by the time I came on the scene, it got sunset. So. Mm-hmm. It's um, SMG, though. Arc logic. Is that uh, that's every waking moment? Is the SMG, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Which was also a good weapon. Yeah. Um, so um, I just for want, Dreaming, oh, uh, I was going to say for Dreaming City, what I really want them to bring back is Horrors Least because that's the last item I need for my Dreaming City collection, oh, which is the last thing I need for my Curse Breaker seal. <laughs> mm-hmm. That pulse was nasty in PvP too. Get some pretty good rules on it. It it always just felt kind of off to me, and I don't know why. That that's a completely like I don't have much basis to go on for that opinion. I just remember it feeling kind of weird. I don't know if anyone else feels the same. It just I don't know. I didn't like the scope on it. I've never had it. I'm still looking for it for my seal, just like Dread. So I wouldn't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are all the dreamy um last wish? Like guns are they all sunset still or are they using no them? no they've never been sunset yeah oh. all the raid okay. stuff is i just awesome. haven't seen anybody using no. any of them so i don't know and i don't remember the last time i did last oh, some of them are really good yeah i i played at least once a week still looking for better roles some of them are quite nasty 
I'll I'll occasionally encounter like a, a chattering bone, which is a high impact pulse rifle in PvP. It it can really shred if you land your shots, but it's not very stable. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like Age Old Bond is pretty good. The auto rifle is great. Mm -hmm. So, are you guys okay with them um, going back and unsunsetting stuff that's already been sunset, or would you like to see more time put into new stuff that comes out? Hmm, it's a tough question. Because I, I don't, I don't know. Because I am particularly excited for bringing back these old weapons because I did miss them, but <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't really have a strong opinion. I wouldn't care either way. I, I kind of think it's a, oh. the same, you know, we were talking about bringing back or fixing old perks and how much time do you want to invest on that versus creating new perks? I think there's probably a healthy balance. I think, I think a lot of people agree that especially like the moon weapons, they were around for such a short amount of time relative to a lot of other weapons. And, you know, some of them had some pretty unique like perk pools and just the feel and sound of all of them. And so I think, I think it's exciting to get them back. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think I think there's always going to be a, a demand and request for new content and new weapons more than anything else. So I think as long as there's kind of a healthy balance between those those two, it's it's probably good for the the state of the game. Yeah, true. Dre, do you have thoughts? And, yeah, I was thinking like if they focus on bringing back the guns that you know folks really like. Um, oh, sorry. Um, my personal favorite was uh, Mindbender's Ambition. Um, not for really like any particular role to use it in, but just how fucking cool looking that gun was. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on here. Uh, <laughs> how cool uh, the gun looks when you fire it and reload it with those high runes on the side. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to use that again in PvE content just for the pure fun of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I I loved Mindbender's Ambition. It's one of my favorite looks of any gun in the game. Also extremely good in PvP. Yeah. <laughs> I, that thing was definitely disgusting. That. Mm. Oh, God. I remember grinding that Nightfall for like 24 hours in a week one time. It was just pain. I hate, I don't, I don't want to say hate, but I do not like that Nightfall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Robbie, do you have any original, or do you have any opinions on Will's original question of um, whether or not they should, whether they should focus on bringing new weapons in or instead bringing back old sunset weapons? Well, as someone who came to the game late, like I did, right? When I came in, there were already sunset stuff. So there's a lot for me that I've never played with, like the moon guns. I've, I've used some of them because you kind of get them while you do the campaign. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited by the hand cannon, for example, which is a 120 that to me felt more like a 140. I don't know if it changed archetype at some point or what happened to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a different one. So those guns, I've never actually used them. I, I played with them when I got them before I deleted them, you know, but I never had the experience of actually using them in real content. So a lot of that stuff for me is actually new. But then I understand that for some other people, of course, it's like, you know, why would we want these maybe want new ones but personally i just feel like they bring such a small amount of new weapons each season but this season specifically i think it was really good i think the chroma rush is amazing and that comes from someone who doesn't usually like auto rifles i think the chroma rush is an amazing gun the pulse rifle is also the grids keeper is also great gun 
the ignition code is a great gun. So we have like, you know, a few of these new weapons that came out with the season. And then they brought some of those older guns back as well into the loot pool. So I think that's a good way to go. Like as long as we have like this bigger loot pool of, you know, they're bringing back 10 more guns and then maybe next season pass we'll get five new ones. I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go. I think we shouldn't just have one or the other. I think this method of like having, you know, a little bit of this and bringing back some of the ones that got sunset. Yeah, for you guys that play them, that's a great thing because you can, you know, go back and get the ones you liked. And for someone like me, it's great because literally everything for me is going to be new. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> happy. The, the only issue I see with this is that um, if people, like, I would just say unsunset people's god rolls that they have on stuff that they've already put in the time and work to get you know i mean like it's probably going to feel really sucky when all this stuff comes back and you already have a good roll but you can't use it or maybe i don't know if they are going to unset it sunset it or you have to go in and get the new unset unsunsetted version of it but i don't know i don't think it would be fair for the people who deleted them already though yeah i don't think they should do it i think it was a thing that happened and people you know had to live with it and then you know too many people spoke out and they wanted it changed, and they did. And that's a good thing for most people, apparently. I think most people like it. I was actually okay with things being sunset. I think it just mixes the the meta every now and then, kind of how we talked about the seasonal champion mods. I think it's just a change that keeps happening. So I was okay with the game being, you know, the gun is going to last me three seasons, and then it's out. I was okay with that because that's how I came into the game knowing that's how it worked but then you know if they change it back to like i can keep my chroma rush god roll forever i'm also happy with that i just don't think it would be fair for the people who already deleted all their stuff that's why i hoard everything i'm always yeah, sitting at like 494 out of 500 yeah. vault yeah. slots <laughs> more vault space please so i know i vault space there's always like a there's probably about 30 or 40 guns that i'm holding on to my vault that either it's like well, maybe someday they'll make this perk better or someday like though the 360 rpm auto rifle will get some like buff and then all of a sudden i'll feel validated because i hoarded this one <laughs> weapon for yeah. for three months or something but that's a you know it's interesting to see how it how it changes and adapts yeah yeah i've been i've been holding on to so many things like oh what if i need this for yeah just some random very specific niche situation I think um, so. One last thing I want to touch on with bringing back old weapons, um, mm-hmm. or even bringing in new weapons, is to um, prioritize filling out the various archetypes and damage types. Yes, because uh, that's one thing that's kind of lacking. Um, like, there's only the one. Um, I think Chattering Bone is the only one type of uh, its archetype that's currently in the pool and, and stuff really? like that. So. What archetype is Chattering Bone? It's a kinetic... What kind of pulse? I will look up YTG right now. I think it's no, the high-impact one. I'm not sure, though. Or it's, it's the aggressive frame. It's lightweight, I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Chattering Bone is? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. 450 RPM. Neither did I. <laughs> what other 450s are there that I can compare to? Because I don't... It, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because I was okay with sunsetting at first too, but I don't think they brought in enough stuff to replace what we have in order for sunset sunsetting to work. Um, but I would, yeah, again, I would like to see more archetypes as well. There's only a couple 140, like there's only two 140s, I think, primary 140s. 
it's the um oh i guess there's thorn too i don't know stuff that's not exotic that's not taking up an exotic slot would be nice but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure i get that and we have a lot of exotic hand cannons so one thing they did mention on the tour was that they are trying to work on making it so that using an exotic primary is worth it because i think so far yeah most of the times it's not especially you know in gms or high-end content or master vogue or whatever comes next so if they do you know try to make these changes and give us a reason for like running a primary 140 exotic and you know running a special and a, and a power weapon that aren't that would be a good addition I don't know how they will manage it, and I have like literally zero ideas about how they will do it. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I think, true. yeah, I, I think a lot of the issue is too is that we're locked into certain things, only certain things that can use um, champion mods. Like I, you know, TQ's divination, for example, fantastic primary exotic, but it, you know, it's not relevant because there's no bow um, champion mod. So I think getting away from locking people every season, well, but you it would see a lot last season when it came out. And it was, I know, but like, cool. I want to use it every season, we not just our, one, you know. We had our months of fun with Tikus already, and we had this discussion, uh, last episode actually. This was like our first topic, yeah. I believe, talking about the I think, for example, just but just to say something about that, I think when Tikus came out, we had the mod, and a lot of people we used it for, for Grandmasters a lot. Tikus was great. And now, comparing to this season, we have a sidearm, and we have the sidearm mod, but tell me who's using Cryostisha or whatever it's called on Grandmasters. No one. Right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Cryostisha. Uh, by the way, someone was asking, the only other lightweight frame pulse rifle that I can find is the Infinite Paths 8, which is the one that oh they brought God. back. <laughs> yeah. And that's already like Osiris, right? and there, so there's yeah. actually uh so I'm I'm look I've I've dim open right now and there's actually a wish list note uh from from Panda Paxi that says Infinite Pass Eight is the only randomly rolled energy lightweight pulse rifle in the game and only one of three energy lightweight pulses in the game one of which is the year one version of this from Curse of Osiris. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, no, so so whoever whoever made that comment of. Yeah, I wish they would kind of fill in those empty slots of like, hey, it'd be really nice to get a 360 RPM solar auto rifle and, you know, kind of especially in the energy slot category of like, you know, if if because because that's that's something that people have brought up from like comparing D1 to D2. It's like it was nice that whenever you got energy weapons that they would randomly roll uh, the the actual elemental damage that they would do. So you could kind of cover the the spectrum based on kind of what rolled um but since that's a locked in and specific to that that weapon type now it'd be nice yeah to, to kind of fill in those those gaps where where things are missing just so because people like to use certain you know pulse right uh, pulse rifle uh rpm types in pve and pvp i mean this is more applicable for for pve because of like batch game and and uh, champion mods uh but i I yeah, I really do think that that's like we got to fill in those gaps. So that way, there's at least a, a good level of diversity. And like, obviously, not every not every archetype is going to have every perk pool combination and permutation possible. But it'd be nice to have a little bit more coverage uh, based on what kind of activity you're doing and what you feel comfortable bringing into those activities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, Dred. That was a that was a good thing to bring up. I didn't even think about that. Infinite paths eight. I have yep. not been in ages. 
That's yeah. ridiculous. Can you even get that anymore? Since nope. Mar- or, um, no, no, it's, yeah, it's sunset. <laughs> I just I have one or two that I've held on to because I I really like that um, mo- gun model from uh, from Destiny One, and I I like yeah. that. So like I just have it. Like I have a handful of weapons that are completely sunset that are worthless that I just kind of hold on to. Like I still have a Manan or Manananan SR4 <laughs> uh, and like uh, a wrong side of right scout rifle, just cause like I, I liked the way that they felt and they were fun to use. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I have them and every once in a while, I'll bring one into like PVP just for the hell of it. Cause it's, it's fun <laughs> to use those. And because there, there's not really many other options. It's like, what else am I going to use chattering bone? And I don't feel like using that one. So uh, yeah, so I, I agree. I think that that certainly is kind of one of the next challenges, especially since they're not sunsetting, like try to find all those kind of missing gaps and, and start filling them in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So on that note, uh, I think we're going to shift shift to our second topic. So Dredd, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. You yeah, brought us thanks for having me. I am super excited for this podcast and where it's going to go in the future. So yeah, congrats. so are we thank you for putting it together. Yeah, absolutely well thanks thanks for thanks, thanks for coming on it was it yeah. was awesome having you yeah, yeah thanks for your time one. appreciate it mm-hmm. all right see ya all right so for our second topic we're talking seasonal events and the fact that they're limited time and kind of our thoughts on you know not being able to get certain items or weapons or whatever if you didn't log on and play during a certain time period so rob you were just talking about this um would you care to care to start this off <laughs> Absolutely. So sweet. Uh, so as as we were kind of discussing before we we picked up on this topic is when you look at how Beyond Light has handled the seasonal model uh, and ultimately sort of the seasonal models as they s- sort of run across the the entire spread of the year. Um, there's been a huge improvement since Shadowkeep in the the concept of well now these events are around for a while and if you want to go back and do a battlegrounds mission or if you want to go back and do seasonal hunt activities that you certainly can um and so that concept of fomo or fear of missing out has certainly declined pretty heavily um but i would still say unfortunately that there are certain weapons that are i don't know kind of inexplicably uh still taken out of the mix uh, or armor sets or ornaments, uh, you know, depending on if you invest in Eververse items. Um, but like Glacioclasm is a is a good example where it's like I I'm going to bring up fusion rifles till the the cows come home. But I always really really like fusion rifles, uh, and I thought that aesthetically it was a really awesome uh, weapon. It had some pretty cool perk sets. Just I happen to like 860 uh, charge time fusion rifles as well, and so it was cool that that came around. But then now it's like gone and no one can get it. And so you still you still have essences of of FOMO that kind of still linger in the air. And and with, you know, the the new seasonal event that's coming out, Solstice of Heroes, where, again, it's a timed event that has limited availability of how many times you can try to go for that shotgun that's coming out um, or that you can get those ornaments is yet again kind of a limited activity. And I just I still think like. It's gotten better, but it's still unfortunate that we have issues related to it. So that's that's kind of my that's that's what I'll say right now about it. And I'm sure we can open up the floor for more conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Glacial yep. Classroom is an interesting one for me because when I started playing Destiny, it was literally the Christmas event or mm. 
So Glacier Classen was there, and I didn't know what fusion rifles were because this was my first introduction to the game. So I just skipped on all of them. I was just deleting all of them. I think I kept one. And it would have been a great role. And now that I'm, you know, <laughs> played and invested a lot of time into the game, to, enough to know that what Glacier Classroom is now and why people love it so much, and how it's so much better than other ones in PvP, for example, or certain cases, I wish I had known back then and I would have probably grinded for a better role or something. So right. I don't have it. And yeah, that's a great example for me. But the thing is, I look at it, like you say, and then I feel like, yeah, that's that's okay for me in a way. Because I played other MMOs before and I've played a lot of, you know, these seasonal events. And I think it's cool to have that, I don't know, Halloween costume that you can carry around and people know, oh, that's a Halloween costume and that's it. You know, it doesn't really change the game. But guns, in a way, they do. And I think for me, what I would like to see changed is, okay, have your seasonal weapons and have them during a time period and everybody will know, oh, this guy played during Christmas. That's fine. I just wish we had like a better way to focus the farming, you know, like getting these focused engrams now where you can get one or two guns. It's really cool. Why don't we have something like that for perks? Say like if I invest certain time and I can choose one perk kind of like we did in, in Season of the Hunt where you could focus the the hunt and you know it would exclude some perks from the gun that you were trying to get. I think that was a good way going forward. I just haven't seen that afterwards from Season of the Hunt. Because that that time I was able to get my deafening whisper with the perks I wanted because I just kept going after it and after it and excluding the perks I didn't want until I got the role that I really wanted. But right. the seasonal events don't have that. So I feel like it's just a uh, like you say, you, you fear missing out because the time that you need to invest to get something that you really want out of it, it's so much bigger because you have like a very small time period to get it. And so if you don't grind it out, that's it, it's gone. So for me, the fact that it's gone is fine. I think it's a cool thing to, you know, keep looking forward to events and, and different things. I just wish we had a better way to get the roles we want. Okay. Yeah, I I so... I still kind of want to disagree with you on that. So like I kind of going back to what we were just talking about with, you know, trying to fill for this is from the previous topic, but trying to fill all the different damage and energy weapon types. Uh, Glaciochasm is the only void 860 fusion rifle. And in fact, the only other 860 fusion rifle that I can find right now is Exile's Curse. And that's also got a very, very limited time frame that you can farm for that weapon. So. It'd be one thing if Glaciochasm was around and like you said, oh, you can see that that person participated in the Christmas event and they have a cool Glaciochasm. That would be fine if then the next statement was, well, I have my sweet Arendtil that I can use and they're basically the same thing. They just have slightly different perks and different scopes. And so I'm okay with that. But because it's literally the only 860 void fusion rifle that's kind of a pain in the ass. And that's that's kind of where I'm I'm bothered by it. And and I completely agree with everything else that you said, where Season of the Hunt had this really, really great deterministic way of filtering out what perks you didn't want to get, and you could target very, very specific weapons. But they don't really have that for all different, you know, categories of weapons that you're going for. And if they if they did do that, 
then yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with, okay, well, I don't have the Christmas fusion rifle, but I've got something else that's like pretty darn close. So what does it matter? But the fact that the, the perk or the, the loot pool is kind of limited in certain capacities. That's where I have a problem with it. Yeah. And I would like to say that I, think maybe that's why we didn't get the fusion rifle mods that everybody was expecting for champions this season because exactly we don't have enough guns to fill out that archetype with different elemental damage types and all of that so i think the problem revolves around that like we're not getting fusion rifle mods because there's not enough fusion rifles and right you know, we don't, we're not getting enough fusion rifles because of what because of the seasonal events right so yeah, yeah, it, that, those are very good points. I didn't even realize that um, Glacier Chasm was the only weapon in that particular archetype, or one of the very few. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with them releasing weapons that, you know, are, like, one of many, which would be, I would be fine with that, because I like the idea of exclusivity, in a way, because right. it makes it feel kind of special um, right. if you have something that no one else does, and that, that's that's kind of cool. Like, I'm... I'm even okay if like I don't have it, and I see someone else have it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That I don't know. It just makes some weapons feel very, very special if they're like exclusive, like putting like little like stickers on Funko Pops. You know, like only a target stuff like that. Yeah, which is cool as long as 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 you say as it's not you know one of the only weapons in its particular archetype. As long as it's as long as it's more of a reskin than its own thing. Then yeah. I feel like, okay. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening with the shotgun that's coming out in Solstice, right? They brought back that uh, one from like, the lightweight frame that we already have like two or three that are basically the same. Right. The one from Crucible, the one from the this uh, Red War thing, and now we're getting this one from the Solstice that is basically just a reskin. Is it a stasis shotgun? I couldn't tell from the trailer. I don't think so. Okay. It was would they release? Out. I mean, the only stasis weapons we have right now are exotics, right? They did yeah, say we, they were eventually going to bring legendary, but interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know actually. Then, because in the trailer, I don't know. It it looked like it was a stasis shotgun because he shot some like frozen cabal and it like shattered or something. But was it didn't that show. Like it, was that I don't remember frozen and then he shattered it though. I don't remember. I don't remember. So I'll have to check. I just remember my gut reaction was seeing it, and I think some other people had my same same reaction to I, I don't know it might be a stasis shotgun i guess we'll just have to see but in the meantime i will check on bungie's uh i'm down though right it's stasis shotgun yeah that'd be sick so i'm gonna check the fact that it works with osmosis now stasis in kinetics it's uh it's a good thing like it's a mm-hmm. different thing i don't think it's being used much obviously again because match game and we don't have any enemies with stasis shields so it doesn't change much. But the fact that it already works in game to have stasis as a as a kinetic gun element because of osmosis, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I'm looking at their sources of heroes page. It does not specify the type of element it is. So that's what I have to see. I guess if they don't specify it, it's probably not, because that would be a big deal. But I don't know. I mean, looking at it, it kind of looks like you can see the inside of like the chamber. Like there's like a transparent piece on the shotgun and it kind of looks like there's like blue energy in there. So maybe, I don't know. Find out. It would be cool though. 
I would be I would be absolutely down for that. And that is the only seasonal weapon that they have for Sultas. Right. And how do you guys feel about bringing the EAZ back again? I so mm. uh, I don't know how I I don't know how I feel like when it first came out it was cool. It's definitely a neat play space. They clearly invested a lot of time into it. And it's kind of the same thing like with the haunted infinite forest where it's a cool like I'm glad we only have it for a couple weeks. Um, but man, oh man, like you end up playing so much that by the last time you're by the time you're grinding, like if you do all three uh, characters like their armor, by the time you're done doing that third, you're just so burned out of playing in that same space over and over again that it's like, I'm so glad that it's gone. Yeah. Um, I would like to see something different. And I understand like it's a free event and all that, like, you know, that 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 seems unreasonable. Um, but I, I have no problem with like the game type or the the activity type where you're trying to kill bosses as quickly as you can and then you get rewarded with the number of chests based on that i think that's a cool idea i just would like to see it implemented in a different location but then that being said like turn the eaz into like a pvp map or something like like reuse it in some feasible way and have Mm -hmm. fun with it like but man oh man like that 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 same location that same activity ad nauseum for like three weeks straight just really burns me out every time yeah do you do you think this same feeling applies to the other seasonal events where they reuse the same activity i think so i think the haunted forest kind of has the same end effect where i think people by the end of that three weeks and maybe that's why they make the event only three weeks long is because mm. it's like you know people aren't going to play it that much after um but you know, I, I understand that it has its place and it's like it's an activity with this location and this activity sort of built around a theme. Uh, so I, I get it. Um, it just doing this three years in a row or four years in a row now is just kind of like it's tiresome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was is. also not a huge fan of the gear with the clothes on it either. But I don't know if that's just me or what do you guys yeah, think? I don't, I, just, I don't like it. either. It didn't really. Yeah. You know. It just kind of looked like the same old, same. I mean, I don't know. That's just yeah, me. I, I don't like the helmets. I mean, I like the mohawk is cool. I guess I don't know. Hunters, we don't get a mohawk. Well, it's like it kind of. I want some gear to make me look like gritty, not you know, like a celestial. I don't know, but I just didn't yeah, think it was something that thing. really piqued my interest. Yeah, this is the same thing they've done every year. Yeah. I liked it the first time. And the second time, actually, I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, and I think the only new one is the Eververse one, right? So the one you actually grind for is the same one that you could have earned last seasons, and the one that's going to be different one is the one you actually have to buy for silver. Oh, did not know that. Interesting. Yeah. <sighs> one thing for me that I mean, that actually was like heavy on, on this thing coming out at the same time as Master Vogue and other things is like. I don't know you guys, but I'm I'm the kind of guy who like at reset on Tuesday, I'm on ready on my stream, you know, looking forward to doing the weekly and the grandmaster and things. And I, I just feel that this Tuesday is gonna be like loaded with stuff to do. Oh yeah, where do you start? Mm-hmm. I mean, which is which is, was it, isn't a bad thing per se. It's not a bad thing, but it's the same thing like this fear of missing out feeling. That's how I feel of these kind of days. 
Like I feel it's way too much and I don't know what to focus on. Like, do I want to go after the seasonal things? Do I want to get a group together and do my first master Vogue run? Do I want to, you know, get that grandmaster tackled straight away? It's just... I yeah, think GMs like, are double loot next weekend or next week too. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. a, week. it's a big week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, it's kind of nice. This is actually a way better position than we were a few years ago. You know, at least we have a decision, like choices on what we want to do and yeah. not to do something we don't want to because we have only one option. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the game right now as a whole, I guess this is a very broad statement, but I, I feel like it's in the best place it's ever been now yeah as far as seasons go yeah i definitely agree you know at least for destiny 2 this game um it's in a really good spot i'm i'm very pleased i haven't been this involved in the game since like forsaken probably which i love no there's just always something to do every week yeah definitely there's there's three different seasons worth of seasonal activities to do yeah there's there's crucible there's gambit uh there's strikes and then yeah there's the high-end content and and yeah now we're actually getting like quote-unquote hard mode raids uh which is something that people have been asking for for a while since like the prestige uh Mm -hmm. leviathan raids um and so yeah i i think i think if if you can't find something to do it's like your fault at this point uh because and yeah now we've got solstice of heroes for three weeks and yeah, it's it's a good time to be playing the game. Absolutely, it totally is. So, so I was like a little shocked, actually. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I was kind of surprised that they made it the Master Vog plus thirty over the Pinnacle Cap. Because I mean, I don't know what everybody's artifact is at, but I mean, I, and again, it's been so long since I did a hard mode raid that I don't really remember what they were at. But anybody else think that's like a little too high, or do you think it's a good spot, or what? When you say the um, Pinnacle Cap, is it thirty? Like, what's the well, so the, the pinnacle number? cap of season is 1320, and then you have artifact um, level to put into that. Okay. And the raid's going to be 1350. Okay. Gotcha. So that's 10 so, under, I mean, that's, that's know, 10 under that's, Grandmasters, right? Yeah, it's 10 under a GM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can... There's no cap on your level, right? So you actually are rewarded, theoretically, for the more bounties True. or grinding that you've been doing. So I, I think that that's good, right? They... They like look. You can kind of treat this as a grandmaster level difficulty, um, but in this aspect, you are rewarded the more that you have been grinding for the season. Now, what I'm curious about is next season, are they going to increase the master level kind of like they do with like master level activities and and the like grandmasters? So, like for theoretically, like the first kind of half of the season, it's going to be a pain just to even try to get through a raid because you're so under leveled. Um, because your artifact level resets at that point. Um, I would see them doing that. Yeah, I, I would could see, see them, them doing that too. So, there, so there's always so there's always some kind of like difficult level content. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Haven't we gotten our power increased every single season by ten? Yeah, but the rates stay at the same level. So last wish is actually oh, okay. still gotcha. like eleven sixty or something like that. Right. It just puts you back. Okay. Yeah, I don't, but I, don't I think, think they would. It, it's just changed. Like, for example, if, I don't know you guys, but me, the first couple of weeks of the game of each season is, you know, grinding that plus twenty on my artifact. Like, once I get my my cap on, of pinnacles, I grind bounties until I'm the plus twenty because that puts me at master level. And you know, that's just if I help carry someone through a master before GMs come out or something, I'm I'm good. 
Right. And now it feels like I stopped grinding and now, oops, I needed 10 more. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it, it would have been nice if it was in line with kind of the other, like if you do Master Nightfalls or like the Master uh, Nightmare Hunts and like all of that kind of stuff, that it was at that same tier of of light level difficulty. But I also understand it's a raid. Like it's nice. It's nice to know that raids are are getting a little bit of love in that aspect that they're going to be a little more difficult again so i guess i don't i'm, I'm intrigued to see how it goes right because they said they're also introducing more champions uh in it and there's a few i think they said a few other kind of surprises so i don't know hmm. i i bring on bring on because like vault of glass you can just you can cut through that in like 45 minutes with yeah, like that's, a that's semi a semi-competent team and same with Deepstone crypt right once everyone optimized dps it's like it didn't it didn't feel like raids kind of used to be in the past in terms of like difficulty and and level of involvement. So it's nice to say, hey, look, we're going to make them we're going to try to make them, quote unquote, more difficult ish again. Um, but then we're also going to reward you justly. Uh, and it certainly sounds like already that it's going to be less annoying than trying to do GMs. So like as long as we don't have like glassway strike level difficulty inside the raid, I'm OK with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a fan of the let's make something harder by bumping everything's health pull up. I think I miss like the hard mode mechanics too. Cause like, those are fun. Like, I don't, I think it was, um, wrath of the machine where you had to, you had to hit the empowerment on every single side in the boss room in order to do hard mode. Or am I right? Well, so, it, mean- so the main thing in hard mode is like, you didn't, you couldn't res people. Right. So that, and, and if we're talking about D one, uh, you're talking about just kind of the challenge mode where, yeah, you had to dunk okay, the, the empowerment. Um, okay. Yeah. But, you know, so, but I agree with you. I would like it to be actually just kind of like, I think bumping up the health pool a little bit, especially something like uh, Templar definitely needs some love in that aspect. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I don't know if champions are necessarily the solution to make things, you know, quote unquote, more difficult. I agree. Um, I'm intrigued to see how that kind of I just get the feeling it's going to be more overload and there's probably going to be some like hobgoblin anti bear or barrier champions like on some of like the stands if you're doing oracles. That's kind of like what I'm assuming is going to happen. Um, so, you know, I'm intrigued to see with how they interpret kind of a quote unquote more difficult, you know, master level raid. Um, I hope it's not just making beefy enemies and like instead of a bunch of red bar enemies, everything's like orange and yellow bar because that'll get old real fast and you're going to lose engagement. Um, or you're going to have people run it once and say, well, I got my time lost weapon for the week. There's no way in hell I'm going back in there until next week. Um, like you don't want that, right? You want people to encourage Sherpa raids and things like that. So you want it to have some level of of fun. Uh, and difficulty and i think there's a healthy balance and i'm I'm curious to see if they they struck that with with this master level of raid yeah and talking about fomo with that how do you guys feel about only one time lost weapon per week and the fact that you can actually purchase more of the ones you already have with spoils you can only uh, get one time loss per week yeah yeah it's Ooh. a weekly rotation that's interesting yeah, and then I'm okay you, with it. like like Robbie yeah. said, you can you can use spoils, but it's going to cost more than what is it twenty to get a, a weapon or armor drop now? Yeah, um, so it, I it'll, would assume they're going to be like sixty per that's, roll. That's kind of what I figured too. I would hope so. Um, if it's anything less than sixty, that that would be disappointing. Right. But they, I mean, it said like they're basically adept level, right? So I'm assuming if you masterwork it, it's going to get the plus two and all the 
or plus three and all the other stats and things like that. And it'll take mm -hmm. a depth mod. So mm -hmm. I, I'm looking forward to them. And, and certainly like, I think it'll be kind of fun to show off that you you've, you've accomplished this and, and, you know, I don't necessarily treat it as much as FOMO because it's not an event that's going to go away anytime soon. Right. Like we know it's going to be around for at least the next season and presumably the next year or so. Um, so it'll give people the opportunity to, to, to grind out and, and get eventually every weapon that they want. And if anything, I would make the argument that at least, you know, if like, Hey, say you don't care about Pradius revenge, or you don't care about, uh, the shotgun, but you really, really want a time loss, a fate bringer, then, you know, you don't have to play until that week becomes available. Um, so I think that there's now that you actually have a deterministic way of getting a fate bringer drop. I think that's good because I was playing with someone, uh, this week. And they've done, I think, the raid basically every week and still haven't gotten a Fatebringer yet. So, like, now at least there's a deterministic way to get, like, theoretically the best version of, of Fatebringer. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, to shift gears to our third topic, then, um, we discussed uh, Coria. So, the new Expunge mission dropped, Expunge Delphi or whatever it was called. And some people were upset. This is our weekly story discussion. So, Coria has been teased, for those who don't know, for a very long time, since Books of Sorrow, which I think was a lore piece from original Destiny 1, which was 2014. So, she's been around for a long time, and they finally revealed her in-game. We finally met her. She's been name-dropped in the past, and we ended up killing her in a fairly short expunge mission, solo, and some people were kind of upset with that. Um, like myself, I was a little underwhelmed. So kind of want to talk about, about that, about major story characters being killed off in fairly small, dare I say, uneventful missions, as opposed to something like a raid boss. So, um, would anyone like to start with that? <laughs> I guess I can. Um... So I, I guess I'm, I'll try to separate the actual boss fight from the expunge mission, because I know last week I was kind of like not griping on on the expunge missions, but I definitely was like, I, I don't know, I don't find them that engaging. This one was actually kind of interesting because it took elements of some of the other expunge missions where you had to do the, you know, escort a ball to like each way station and then dunk it. Uh, and then there was also uh, you had to shoot the boxes to open the door. Uh, and things like that. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and then ultimately there was some mechanics during the Quiria fight that wasn't just like put two uh, anarchy shots and then, you know, pop your golden gun and then like that's the end of the fight. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I at least appreciate that it was something different in some capacity uh, that was, I'll say, I will say some level of engagement in a fight that was kind of interesting. Um, I know that with with queria or queera there was some expectation yeah as you brought up like there's since the taken king uh there's been hints about like yeah this vex hydra that that became taken and it was like meant to to study the the sword logic of the the hive and all this kind of fun stuff uh and and now we finally got it i do i do think it was kind of a fitting location to engage in a taken vex hydra where it's like you're you're in this network and it's like it's it's been the one kind of pulling the strings. Um, so I think kind of the setup and the the thematic of it was was pretty cool. Um, I'm ultimately convinced that this is not the end of 
of yeah. what we're going to see of, of Quira. So like, yeah, I, I get that people were kind of disappointed that it was kind of, I would say to some level anticlimactic, uh, albeit an interesting mission uh, that was, I would say more difficult than some of the expunged missions that we've had in the past. So at least it was a little more engaging. There's an interesting combat fight mechanic. Uh, it had some mixed elements of some of the other expunge missions. Um, but I also do understand that it felt a little anticlimactic in terms of like, here's something that's been hinted at. Yeah. Since 2015. And that's all we got. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm assuming there's more. That's all. Yeah. I I'm, I'm assuming more. I think there's going to be something in the Lixney quarters at some point. What I got the feeling of was that it was still a simulation, right? So we killed her simulation. So maybe she's still out there somewhere. Right. But I do agree that it felt underwhelming, especially compared to how, again, maybe we go back to Season of the Hunt and maybe at the time it felt like it wasn't so great, but now I actually feel that it was that great. The coup de grace mission and just hunting Cebu rats, henchmen in a way. And trying to kill them off one by one and all these, you know, chasing and, and that mission actually felt great. Like it felt like a climat climat climactic moment, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did just... feel that it was like bigger than this one felt like. But I do hope and I have like hope for next week that something's still gonna happen with, with Korea. What I liked about you mentioned the the coup de grasp mission from Season of the Hunt. I think part of what makes that one better than this Korea mission is that that one has dialogue during the fight or during the whole mission, and I think that makes it a lot more engaging when there's like something going on and you're not like repeating expunge things you've already done before. I just I feel like dialogue adds another element to it, particularly when you're yeah. trying to tell a story based mission. Yeah. Like this season, they put out so much lore. There's like what two or three sets of lore books to mm -hmm. collect, and the other one didn't have as many because all the story was kind of you know being narrated through gameplay. But this time, it does feel that they're going back to you know we'll put these books out, and if you're interested to read through them, you're you know you're free to do so. But I do agree with you, like those elements of cutscenes and and just like gameplay speech were way better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just I like it when it's going on during the thing and not like, uh, oh, here's your opening remarks and closing remarks, you know, right. And like nothing is said throughout the rest of the mission. It makes I don't know, because they kind of like build these missions as like story missions and they don't really feel like story missions to me, you know. Yeah. One it's good thing I can puzzles. say comparing this to the coup de grace mission was how everybody was grinding for that ship that was just a random drop during the coup de grace. And it felt like I could run it, you know, a ton of times a week or how, how, however many times you could. There was a glitch for doing it with someone who was doing it for the first time. So you could keep grinding to get that ship. And it didn't feel as rewarding. But this time, it, it did feel more rewarding to get that ghost shell by doing a flawless run. True. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Definitely a, a better benchmark challenge however you want to yeah. call it i so i i will say that's like one thing that always kind of gets under my skin with some of these like the the when you have some of these cosmetic items that are supposed to reflect like a unique activity that you've completed and it's pure randomness of when you actually get that drop that kind of stuff drives me nuts um because it's like by by the time that the coup de gras mission came out it was relatively towards the end of the season and it was like I was kind of overdoing M like mass or empire hunts by then. Um, 
why do I say not Empire Hunts? I'm sorry. Uh, that's that's Rathborn. the thing. Rathborn, yeah, yeah, Rathborn Hunts. Empire Hunts are the other thing from from uh uh actual Europa. Uh, Europa, yeah. thank you. Um, so yeah, doing those Rathborn Hunts, I was kind of burned out, and the amount of time that it took to complete a coup de gras, and it was like, I'm not gonna. It's my my opinion was it's not as cool as the Thousand Wings uh ship from from the uh the the whisper of the worm mission so like i'm never going to use it anyway and i just didn't feel obligated or at all enticed to run that over and over and over again whereas like you brought up this actually has a okay you're rewarded for taking your time running and doing one good clean run where you you get it flawless and now you get that ghost shell as a result and i think that that's a, a way better uh way to do those kind of cosmetic rewards same with um when we did the glycon mission where it's like every every week you collected more and more of the lore pieces and that's how ultimately you got you got the the gilgamesh um was that his name the ghost shell for that uh that was also like because it had a deterministic path for getting it it made me want to keep running it over and over every week to kind of slowly chip away at getting that that reward completed whereas like mm -hmm. i'm not just going to arbitrarily run this over and over again to hope that I, I can potentially get it. Um, so I, I, I'm glad that they did that as well, that they, they made it a, a deterministic way to, to earn that, that kind of, you know, reflecting that I've completed this mission. I think they did try last season with the Hawkmoon by getting the feathers to get the ship. Right. But I think this yeah. is such a better way to do it. And I I'm agree. glad they're experimenting it because that time was like time gated. So you couldn't get it right away. You had to play it weak. After week, after week, after week, until you right. finally got it. And, and it was bugged because remember there yeah. was that, that, so I, and I still haven't gotten that reward where it's like find all five feathers in one week because I did accomplish it, but it was glitched. So I never got that, that reward. And I just didn't feel like going back and getting it after they fixed it. Cause it's like, oh, even if you did it, you had to go back and retroactively do it. And it's like, no, I don't it's feel like it now. Glitched. It only works when it's week one, basically right now. Yeah. The five feathers. But yeah, so that, that one was just a time thing. You would get it kind of eventually if you would do right. it. But I prefer this method of, you know, you do a flawed one, like you said, one good clean run and right. you're rewarded with something. Right. So I attempted a couple solo flawless runs, but I died twice to those stupid cannons. I would just yeah. like jump on it and they would kill me. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to waste my time doing this when it's just like, I could be on the final boss and then hit a cannon and I get instantly killed. So yeah. I hope that gets fixed too. And that's kind of, Annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand those man mano cannons uh are definitely there was once or twice where it shot me out like five feet and by the time I realized like oh this isn't a full trajectory, there's no way I was gonna be able to turn around and jump back onto the platform. So yeah, I had I lost a couple of flawless runs to that where it's like this is completely out of my control and this is kind of garbage and BS and like I don't feel like finishing it now. So yeah, I'm right there with you. It's really yeah, frustrating. It's frustrating. And as somebody who doesn't like do a whole lot of solo content and i was just you know try it just you know for the fun of it and the ghost is pretty cool it's just like why, why why am i wasting my time on this when you know it's out of my control i can't you know it's not like i'm dying to ads or something i can fix so definitely right. sucky yeah, i agree something happened on day one where you, you know the first time i ran it we were two people and we burned through the boss so quickly that it just bugged out Right, and then we saw a bungee tweet right away of like, please don't burn down the boss so quickly because it get bugged. Right. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that, that doesn't feel too nice. Yeah, I'll have to. I, I haven't even attempted solo flowers 
Coria yet, but I, I might might give it a shot. I just I'm I don't know if I want the ghost shell that much. It doesn't I don't know how I feel it's, about the look. It's cool for the season. I don't yeah. think it's like you know the coolest ghost shell in the game, but for like the season it's kinda it's kinda neat. True, true. It's got the the neon synth wave vex right. look. Yeah. And like again, like I said, I, I feel that if you're gonna get it just because, you know, it's a completionist thing or other yeah. reason that you might have. This is a better way because at least it adds a bit of replayability where you're actually trying. Yeah. Instead of just knowing that, oh, I have to wait for next week and next week and next week. And right. then you can get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, that is about all the time we have for this week. But thank you guys all for watching. It was a, a lot of fun talking, as usual. And um, check in next Monday. And we'll see you all later. Questions, comments, or something else you want to say? Email us at eventideradio at gmail.com or get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found in our podcast description.